you're listening to The Dumb Will Speak, a podcast in which we seek to honor the truth of God as revealed in His Word. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Dumb Will Speak. I'm Roy. I'm Chalen. How you doing today, Chalen? Good. Actually, we get down to church. We had a good message this morning. He did a really, really good job, I thought, anyway. Yeah, yeah. We need to uh, speak with him again. Uh, listeners don't know well, this, but this time. happens to be the person that we mentioned a few months ago that we were trying to get on the show. We haven't been able to get him yet. And he preached this Scheduling's morning. Scheduling's have not. Scheduling's been rough, deal. yeah. Um, apologies to anyone who thought we fell off the face of the planet. Uh, we actually last recorded, look behind the curtain, on um, Wednesday, July 6th, while I was on a vacation with just me and my wife, just a staycation, hanging out at the house. And uh, you and I met at the church facility and used some of their equipment, uh, audio-video equipment, so we could have a big screen. It was almost like having a theater of uh, Pastor Gabe Hughes, and that's how we were able to interact with him. Uh, We do have the video for that, and we have received permission from Pastor Gabe to post that. I am going to be posting that to the website soon. I haven't uh, done it yet. Sorry about that. But I'm going to post that just as a little bonus for people who would rather see it by now i'm sure you've heard it but just you know at some point you can look at it and we're going to get around to doing some video uh, material as we as we promised since 2021 still haven't done it this is actually the first one it's been recorded and we'll get around to that uh today we're not recording in video because reasons <laughs> and uh well, for one thing i'm wearing i'm wearing right a now, t-shirt and a pair big, of athletic shorts you don't want to see that <laughs> well and i see a Big blank screen when I try to look at you right now. That's right, because again, reasons. I got to figure out what I've done <laughs> in my settings. <laughs> it's showing that I should be in OBS Studio, which I'm not, so therefore, uh, but it's trying to communicate from that. So all you're seeing is the OBS symbol. Uh, That's it. Which looks a lot like a um, a cool bladed Star weapon. Wars. Yeah, it looks like a cool I bladed weapon Wars. from like a 90s video game to me, but anyway. Um, so, so the reasons, the reasons for this podcast today, and it will not be a lengthy one. It's just a discussion of a few things that's happened in more recent times. I just thought it would be good to talk about. You and I had a phone, co- phone conversation yesterday. And as soon as I got off the phone with you, I was like, eh, that's, we need a podcast about that. Um, so we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, I yeah, thought I need to find it again so I can. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be looking for that, and then I wanted to ask you a question about something we hadn't done in a while. It was just kind of like, what are you reading? What are you doing right now in your spare time? I know that you just started back to college, correct? Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't say started back. I'm, I'm, I'm two or three classes away from my master's. It's right in front of me. So, yeah, I'm actually in systematic theology right now. Okay. So is what I'm, and that's why I was looking for the books actually. The mics on the book. Um, that's the book I'm actually part of. It. This one of them we're reading. It's uh, one of the Baker Evangelical Dictionary and Theology. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's. It, I know it looks menacing with the size of the book, but yeah, oh, yeah cameras up here. Oh yeah, it's but huge. it's actually um, it, it's articles. It's a bunch of articles put together. So it's it's a pretty good read. I mean, I'm literally in week one. I'm you know, just getting started, and I'll, um, I don't remember, I just had it pulled up, because I've got a, um, um, assignment due tonight, and I don't remember what, um, topics we will discuss, I know it's Doctrine of Sin, 
Um, but there's systematic theology one and two. I'll take them back to back. So you half of it is in this semester and half of it's the next semester. And the book we're using is actually Millard Erickson, um, his Christian theology that he uses. I like Millard Erickson. I've got a bunch of his his work. I've got his little treatise we've talked about multiple times, little thin book um, on the uh, views of the end times, es- eschatology, like a survey oh, of it. Yeah, yeah, but you have discussed that book before, yeah. And uh, that's the book we're using. I've also got a three-volume set of Christian theology by him. And um, but yeah, it, it's um, and you'll actually be I, I like you'll it, actually be using be so you'll be using some of that for the class. Yeah, I've for the first time I'm buying one book. Typically, those of you who don't know, we get our books for free at the uh, campus, which is a online version of it. But I like physical books and i usually buy it i think this may be no i might have to buy one book this is the first year that i haven't had to buy multiple books for a class to have it but i've got all the books but one and i've got actually the christian theology that we'll do uh-huh. but, but it's in three volumes and everything's going to be based out of the um uh, volume three third edition of kind of a concise i've got it all in this extensive form in a three volume set so so I'm going to have to order that, which I hate to do because I've got a three-volume set and I'm ordering the shortened version of that. So, Well, we've, we've truly yeah. had summer busyness, haven't we? Uh, we, have oh. not, we have not been able to record. Uh, a couple of times we've, we've scheduled and things have fallen through. We had some guests lined up to do soteriology, and that fell through for different reasons. And our uh, uh, condolences to... Uh, Pastor Tom and his family on the death of his mother, uh, rather unexpectedly, I believe, honestly. Uh, and um, he was going to be a part of it. Then he had a, he had a trip. He's actually been out of the country for a few weeks. Um, I believe he's still gone, is he not? Uh, yeah, he'll return, I think, this week, actually. I think sometime this week. I don't know what time. So for the last, two, day. The last two Sundays, you've been preaching. And then today, uh, Maurizio... Uh, preached and so we've had three weeks in a row of, of guest speakers you're not a guest and we speaker have one you're more an elder at the church but you know what i'm saying but we have one more uh to come we have one more man i don't i mean i don't want to use the term fill-in because nobody there is a fill-in um i i don't know just part of the church ministry Okay, so as you were saying, um, we had a little technical difficulty difficulty there, and we'll have to edit. But uh, you were saying that it's not really like we have fill-ins because, again, it's just we're blessed to have that. It's as a, as a ministry, we have a, a plurality of elders at our church, and every one of them is capable of filling the pulpit, doing supply, and and sometimes Tom just wants people to preach just so there's variety. 
You know what I mean? So it's not all coming from one view. And, you know, I like what he does with going through a book at a time, but I also like when he allows you to preach. And I like when he allows the others to preach. It's, 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 it's a variety. Uh, I think that's a healthy church. That's a sign of a healthy church. You and I used to oh, talk about this early on, and we used to talk about it. We've talked about it a, a briefly a few times on this show, that one of the things I've always been really concerned about is that churches aren't bringing up the next generation. They don't have enough young men or, or married-age men to to take the, the, the places of the elders when they go on, when they pass on or they get get unable to preach or teach or they are, uh, you know, um, just in need of a rest, you know, and, or they pass on, you know, they, they die. And, um, it's, it's a sign of a healthy church when a church can fulfill its, supply its own ministry from within. And that's what we're supposed to be doing, right? Bringing up the next generation. Uh, well, just like my mother-in-law's church, their pastor just resigned, uh, last week, I believe. And rather abruptly, rather suddenly been there several years, not, you know, less than 10, but several. Mm-hmm. And, um, small church that they don't know, they don't have a clue what they're going to do. You know, they don't, I mean, the sad part about this, it's not like there's an influx of pastors in the area, but once again, it boils back down to we're not, men aren't being trained. You know, we, no. we, well, you and I just had this, this has been a big discussion locally to the point of almost being a battle. We won't even look at people for certain offices i.e. elder or or deacon because they're quote-unquote been married before and no real look of the um true meaning of that passage about it has to do you know that whole passage has to do with uh personality and characteristic traits and um it doesn't have anything to do with how many times you've been married now at the same time, it you can don't have somebody that is. it can have if you have a womanizer type, a guy who just is cantankerous and can't get along with a woman or abuses a woman and she leaves him. But that that also makes him unfit for for position anyway. Even if he was still, anyway. even if he was married, if he's abusive, he's not a good man, and he and he can't he can't if he can't manage his own household respectfully and well. That's a part of managing the household is also having self control. If he's not a sure. self controlled believer, how in the world is he going to help? control the emotions of the church and help steer people in the right direction there and give counsel. He can't give counsel if yeah. he needs counseling himself. I'm sorry. And and Lord yeah. knows we all need counsel from time to time. It's, I'm not saying people don't slip and fall and commit sin. Obviously, we're not perfect and we all commit sin, myself and you and every person that's ever walked the planet. Jesus himself is the only one who lived above sin. What I am saying is this pattern of sin, this pattern of, of a lifestyle that, that would disqualify you. And it doesn't have anything to do with whether you're married or divorced. There are plenty of married men out there that are not godly men, and they don't need to be holding positions in the church. Trusted yeah, and, positions. And right now, locally here, they're wanting to remove pastors if they've been divorced. And it doesn't make sense because uh, in one of those incidents, both the husband and wife have been divorced, but they were both abandoned by their spouse just the spouse left them and the two end up getting married. one of them was separated from their spouse for 20 years if not longer one was separated from a spouse at pushing 10 years if not just a hair longer and now we want to say that 
they're in wrong because they got remarried when both of them dealt with abandonment and and that's our local issue so and we wouldn't treat any of and would they and i and my question for those pastors is would they would they remove anyone from their church roles for that same thing if it's just a lay person and absolutely the answer is absolutely not they would not so why are you not going to remove anybody from a you you know what i'm saying yes i know but you know what i'm saying it, in other words, they're being, numbers. they're having a double standard. Don't get me wrong; those that, that well, those least, those that desire to teach and preach, they are held to a higher standard, and God will judge them. But what I'm saying is, we're being what? awful judgmental about something that we don't really have a have a have a call in these instances. Everything should be examined individual no. on an individual case by case basis, obviously. But well, in in these cases, these people are not disqualified. And these same pastors are the ones that use uh, uh, where two or more are gathered in my name to have Sunday night church is why you should have it. So So, there you go. You know, well, I've been reading a few books. Um, I'm currently, I'm currently, um, of course, I'm still doing my thing with the, uh, the read through. We did do a long detour on what you asked me we're reading <laughs> true true it doesn't matter that's how this thing works uh you know i i, I did I, I did um i i have been doing a a uh, an organ first time in my life organized a lot of times in the past it was just book by book until i finished it whenever i finished it i could say well i read through the bible if it took a year or took a year and a half or if it was a, a new translation that i wanted to read or whatever this is the first time i've followed someone's plan reading plan and in this case it happens to be the macarthur uh daily bible which is a yearly plan to get through the bible by reading each day well i also got behind on that in july woefully behind to the point that i have spent august trying to catch up and right now i'm just a few days behind but i'm still behind in order to read through the bible but i've also uh managed to i couldn't read the psalm and the proverbs the way they were doing it which is a few verses at a time because you lose the flow so I went through the yeah. old way of doing it. Just I'll read an entire chapter of Proverbs every day, and I read a few Psalms each day. And so I've already made it through the Psalms and the Proverbs a couple of times. And by the time I'm done this year, I plan to read through, to have read through Proverbs six times in four different translations. That's, oh, wow. That, yeah, yeah. I'm reading it through. So what has been your favorite translation in Proverbs thus far? In Proverbs... Yeah. In the past I would have I would have said the King James or the New King James just because of the poetry. But this being the first time I've read through the Proverbs in the New American Standard and I'm almost done with my second read through in the New American Standard 95. I like the New American Standard. Yeah. I like the New American Standard. I'm I'm not going to lie on the Proverbs a lot better than I thought I did. I actually like it. Uh, I've also I remember that was one thing you had always said is I like the King James when it comes to Proverbs and Psalms. That's the reason I asked that question. Yeah, I yeah. Knew but see, I was a big thing. But I told my wife yesterday I'm reading through the Psalms right now in the King James, and I'm struggling because I've gotten I'm unused to it now. I've gone what I... four years probably without reading it on a regular basis, even a semi regular basis, even as a reference point, and so I, I can't do it anymore. Well, you were there. You were there a couple of years ago, uh, 2019 or 2020, when I struggled reading some chapters out of Ezekiel <laughs> in in the King oh, James yeah. to the to the Sunday school class as I was relating Ezekiel and parts of Jeremiah and Isaiah to Revelation, 
And as I was reading some chapters in Ezekiel, remember how I just kept fumbling my words? It was so it should have been so obvious I to do. everyone that I was no longer used to reading the King James because I just wasn't. You know, I uh, I just don't use it anymore. And um, um, we spent several minutes this morning trying to figure out. Uh, Sandy and I did where he was preaching from. We knew it didn't match the New American Standard, the 2020 or the 95. We were using our phone apps to try to find it, and eventually we found it in the New King James. He was reading the New King James. Okay, I could have told you that. Yeah, he's reading the first time he preached, which was I guess a couple years ago now. It's been a while. He said, "I know everybody here uses the New American Standard, but I got the New King James." So I forgot um, that. So that's what he had, and I I had forgotten it till this morning. Well, I'm, 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 like I say, I, I like certain Psalms I still have memorized, and I still have them memorized in the King James, and I probably always will, but at the same time, I'm enjoying reading them in other versions. I'm reading them also, uh, um, I've read them in the Holman in the past, the Holman Christian Standard, mm-hmm. and I've read them in the NLT. This year, when I'm done, I will read every, I will read all that in, in New American Standard twice, King James once. NLT once, ESV once. I think that's right, and maybe one other. I think it's one other. I think I'm going to try to do NIV, and so I will have read everything six times, and then the actual Old Testament, New Testament. I'm strictly reading from the New American Standard, and like I say, right now I'm a few chapters behind in both the Old Testament and the New Testament from where I should be on the. Carter Daily Bible, but I'm okay with that. I'll get done when I get done. I'll be done by the end of the year, but I'm saying I will get caught up, but I'm not really following the daily plan anymore. I'm kind of doing a modified. Roy modified it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I've also... Go ahead. I missed that purchase. You and Tim got it, and I missed that. Yes, yes. It was actually offered free, so I got it. He yep. and I both got it free. Uh, I also have been reading a Interesting book, and for the time we're in right now, and from previous uh, months where we've discussed the Supreme Court, I find this book mm-hmm. fascinating. It's called The Nine. It was a fairly popular book a few years ago, um, probably in the first Obama administration, probably around 2012 when this thing came out, maybe. I don't know. I want to say it's about that time. The book's upstairs, so I can't reference it to tell you when it was when it was when it was uh, when it was done. But I think it was published around 2008, 2009, something like that. Um, and it's called The Nine, and it's about the nine justices of the Supreme Court. It does a, a long history, a fairly long history, um, starting with the end of the Warren Court era, going into the Burger Court and on up, because it discusses Roe v. Wade and how it occurred, and then all the different debates over it since then, all the way up until the time of, um, uh, I think, John Roberts and Alito. And then... You had, um, yeah, up through about the Obama era, and so it's it's it, anyway, it's very interesting. A lot of the people that were in that nine group of justices, they're still in it. About five or six of them are still there. I think, well, about at this point, about four or five are still there because Scalia was still alive when this was done, and he's deceased now. Uh, Ginsburg and all them were still alive, but but it's it's really fascinating to see how some of these players. <coughs> were involved at a very young age. I didn't know that that, Ali- sure. that Alito was writing arguments against abortion when he worked for Reagan's Department of Justice. <laughs> he, 
he, in federal courts, he was arguing on restricting abortion or ending abortion then. It's very fascinating because he does these quotes and I'm like, holy cow, that's, that's the, that's, I mean, that makes perfect sense where we're at now, you know? And, um, he's been pretty consistent. I didn't realize that, how consistently, uh, pro-life and anti-abortion that he was, but that's good. Um, so the Bible and the nine right now, that's really all I'm reading on a fairly routine basis for the last week or so, the uh, last few weeks. I'm taking a really slow dive on the nine because I'm doing something I don't normally do. I'm highlighting things and underlining things and looking things up uh, online and in other books to, to reference them. So I don't usually do that. I do that with the Bible. I don't really usually do that with a secular book, but this is it's very interesting. And the author, T- Jeffrey Tubin, is... Is you know biased? He's a liberal, but it's but it's fine. I mean, I I I can see the bias, but I did. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the library did have uh, one of those amazing sales again. Fill up a shopping bag for two dollars, and I didn't have that many in my bag. And, and one of the librarians said, "Oh, come on, you can get more books than that." And I'm like, "Well, no, I don't see much today." And they're like, well, "What's your main interest?" I said, "History." Uh, and they were like, oh, well, we're going through the history now. And so I wound up getting uh, 17 books and a movie for $2. And in those books, he mentioned a quote from Barclay today. Mauricio uh, mm-hmm. did. I got the Gospel of John, Volume 1 and 2 by William Barclay. And I got, oh, yeah. I got The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. I already had his yep. Case for the Creator, but now I've got The Case for Christ, which was a you know, popular book a few years ago actually made into a movie yes it is that's right i got john locke one of the men, one of the philosophers english philosophers and 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 an economist that influenced the uh, american revolution uh, john locke's two treatises on government i had this back in the 90s when i was studying political science at college and i lost it and now i've got it back and i got a book called the last apocalypse by a man named james reston jr and this is all about 1000 AD and, and how in popular culture and history in Western Europe at the time, everybody thought the world was coming to an end because every time you have a millennial approach, every time you have a millennium approach, um, they thought the, they think the world's coming to an end. But this was definitely true in what they called Christendom, or we would call Western and Central Europe uh, today. But they called it Christendom, you know, everything that this was Christ's kingdom on earth. And they thought Jesus was coming back. And I just, I had to, I had to get that book. <laughs> Can you see that? Let me look here. Can you see what I'm holding up? Oh, yeah. Christendom. Roland Bainton. Yeah. 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 Said that. Volumes one and two. Oh, wow. Those are some nice old books. Those are old. They are. These are really old. eBay, $4. Wow. And now, you know, Bain- I've got a Bainton book. Here I Stand, the biography of Martin Luther. Yep. When you said that, I'm like, wait a minute. I got that. I've got Christendom, a whole, a whole book. You ask... Um, we talk about reading, and I, if you're listening, I'm going to recommend something here. This is a, um, you know how I'm about this magazine. Oh, it's yes. It's Expositor Magazine. Yeah. And this is by, um, it, it's um, One Passion Ministry. Stephen Lawson puts this out. Yes, it is. Uh, articles by Joel Beakey, uh, Joel Beakey, not Joe, Joel Beakey, yeah. uh, John MacArthur. Um, it, it's... Uh, I don't remember Vody's in this, I, you know, and it's every month it's different uh, contributors. So this one happened to be Derek Thomas, David Hall, 
John MacArthur, Joel Beakey, and Stephen J. Lawson. <laughs> and it is really, you know, I used to laugh at, you know, Todd Friel used to do it all the time. He's like, remember that? He yeah. Used to yeah. A little, but it really is a good magazine. I, I'm not, it's not cheap. It's, 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 it's really professional. And I get that it, it's a quarterly magazine comes out quarterly, $20 a year. I mean, it, it's really well worth it. I mean, that, that, that just happened to be, I'm reading, it was improve your preaching, you know, yeah. all, we, we all need to read that. And it was, uh, <laughs> uh, this is from like winter of 2021. And, uh, I was just kind of thumbing back through it. I've got a bunch of them. I knew you had a subscription. Year. You've, you've kept up with it, huh? You still have your, 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 your I, I, yes, I, I, I have the subscription. I, I keep up with it every year. So, uh, I keep up with it every year, and it, it, it I, I enjoy reading it. Well, um, I think the first time I ever heard of, about that journal was uh, on an episode of uh, Todd Friel of uh, Wretched Radio. That That's why I bought it. I, that's the first place I'd ever heard about it was Todd Friel. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, sadly, I don't listen much anymore and it's not anything if you're listening which you're probably not but todd i love you it's just uh <laughs> i don't have an hour a day for yeah. one solid podcast we talked about that i think last week i said you know i let it go in 2021 and um it you know i almost went back about six months later i thought but i know me i would have to go back and listen to all six months worth that i'd miss because that's just how i do it's the old collector mentality in me the guy used to collect comic books and all that i have to know what i missed and I don't have the time, and I, I've got so what? many things I'm interested in that I do want to hear that I had to let something go, and so I chose the briefing over that because it's shorter. I mean, that it boils down to that. It's not not necessarily because it's – I mean, it is informative. I do think Al Mueller does a good job of breaking down the daily news or just cultural things that's going on, but it, its main thing was that it's it's half the time, literally half the time. Well, you know how I am. I, I, don't, I don't have to go back and listen um, – so I will still, if I'm in the truck and I know I'm going to be uh, in the truck for a little while, I will still listen to him. But I just don't have an hour a day to listen every single day. Now, if I'm sitting in my office studying, I'm not going to lie, I will have it. Um, I said if. When I'm in my office studying, I will usually have it or a MacArthur or yeah. to show you how much of a dork I am. Or I will have um, Bach or... Uh, Chopin usually playing in the background. I, and look, look, I've I've even been listening to. Um, I have read the Federalist Papers, just really just called the Federalist, but we colloquially call it the Federalist Papers. I've read that book and have that book on my shelf, uh, going back to my college days in the early nineties. But hadn't reread it in a long time. Didn't thought about some things that were in it. Found a podcast where they read the Federalist to you. You get you get one one really? of the Federalist articles per day, and I just did that, and I I I, I went through the Federalist this year by doing that. Yeah, really? So, yes, I did. I started it back in I think May or June, and I and I've, I've finished it. I've listened to every article of of the Federalist Papers, every argument that that those guys made. That was John Jay, who would later be a justice on the Supreme Court, um, Alexander Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> Who sang his way to a duel? No, he did not. But anyway, uh, Alexander Hamilton and uh, James Madison, which is a, a person near and dear to my heart, the father of our Constitution and the namesake of the town I was born in. So anyway, um, 
it seriously is. He was named the the city of Madisonville was named after him before he was even president. That's how much reverence they had for James Madison uh, back in the day. Um, when we had people we could actually revere, we actually had you know just men. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. What was our? You know, you said Wretched. I was thinking, what was the name of the guy on Wretched? Uh, it was Jimmy. It was, of course, Todd. Then you had Jimmy, and what was it, Mike, or the other one? Yeah, could be. Remember the second? Remember what I'm talking about? And he's not even listed on their website as a member of the team anymore. Jimmy is, but not the other guy. Remember when we didn't know what happened to him? Yeah, we wondered about the that. that. He'd never come back. Oh, I hope he didn't pass away. But I remember he got sick back in 2020, and then... We just, he never came back. He never did. I, I just happened to think about that. I was looking at his website. And those two guys are okay. fine, but they they didn't have the same chemistry as the other two guys that he used to have. He had the Presbyterian and the Lutheran, remember? The guys, he, the guys he'd been on the radio with for, 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 no, the guys he'd been around with for decades. No. What was, what was their names? Because you had the one oh, guy with the, terrible you had the one guy with the real, like, heavy, the, the Lutheran guy, he had the real heavy, uh, uh, Great Lakes region Fort. accent. Yeah. Sound like he came straight out of Minnesota or Wisconsin or Michigan. And the other guy, he was younger, much younger than them, but he, he'd still been with them for a long time. And and they knew him before he had kids, before he was even married. Now he's married and had kids. But yeah, he was a Presbyterian. And so Todd's the only one who was into uh, immersion and, uh, and believer's baptism. So that was kind of odd. He had those three guys with completely different yes. backgrounds. Joey was one. Yep. He was the younger one. I can't remember the other one. He was the he Presbyterian. Was the anyway. But anyway, nostalgic trip there. Let's talk about why we decided to podcast today. Um, do you have the references that you can, that you can, so you can articulate this? So. Just I'm, tell them. You called me yesterday okay. morning and said, here's what happened. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not real sure how to get there from here. Um, there was a gentleman that posted a thing on Twitter. Yeah. And he posted it was a picture somebody else posted, solid pastures you can trust. And then that was Fabares, Peters, Friel, you know, Hen, uh, Ray Comfort, Steve Lawson, MacArthur, Bodie, yeah, you know, Paul Washer, Bill mm-hmm. Johnson, you know, the, and I could Alistair Begg, I could go on and on, okay? So me not really knowing and how this even showed up on my feed. I still don't know how it showed up on my feed. I'm not friends with this guy, but it showed up. But anyway, um, I didn't understand what he was trying to get at here. And cause he'd kind of hit what he had said was, you know, I saw this and immediately unfriended after throwing up, but there was a second list of false teachers. They include Beth Moore, those Type of people, uh, Beth Moore, um, short-haired lady. What's the short-haired lady name? I can see her face. Joyce Myers, those kind of people. Right. And uh, so I said, I just said to her, I'm like, so you think this is a bad list? And the other guy's like, You're right. You know, it's a fine list. And and I said, and he's like, he he honestly said, if you consider racist and what was his other thing he called uh, racist and hold on, I have to find his comment. I don't know. Uh, misogynistic, if you call them, and uh, you know I don't see that in any of these men. Now let's get th- let's understand here. I don't I don't worship any of these guys. No, I, these guys are sinful people, human beings, just like the rest of us. 
do I put them on a pedestal? No, I, none of those guys would want to be on a pedestal. If they want to be on a pedestal, then there is a sin problem of the heart there if they want to be in a pedestal. But I think these men are fine men that stand upon biblical truths. Most of these guys I've had private conversation with and know them, and you know that. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. One of them was Tom Buck, and you know how, I mean, I, well, between, you know, Pastor Gabe, who we've got to talk to once, and then I've talked to Pastor Tom on several occasions, and just a very, you know, dear man, lover of Christ, and then he, he he's really been getting drugged through the mud in this SBC garbage where they've been trying to bring him down. Um, now, what he did in his life, and they're calling him now for to be totally disqualified from everything. You know, that was X amount of years ago. I'm, I mean, we're talking back when he was in college, the way I understand. And 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 it, I guess it was verbally there. I don't want to comment to it very much. I I may be way wrong, and I'm not trying to comment. What I'm saying is, there was there seems to be repentance on his part. There seems to be a change on his part. Um, however. This same person kind of goes through, and then he begins on our on our essentially talking about our podcast as he goes through that. And he said, uh, and I said, and what I said was it kind of got him going. I said it seems to be because this man is somebody that affirms same sex relationships that they are a child of God. Uh, when you get to look at at, at at these people, and I said you seem to be mistaken personal freedoms. Um, otherwise what we known as sins and you have a distorted view of these gentlemen, you know, with these are not personal freedoms, they're sins. These people are living in these sins. And he said, um, the dumb do speak on your podcast. I said, so you do listen to good biblical teaching. Congratulations. And he said, you do speak on your own podcast, right? And I said, yes, sir. And I, he said, so the dumb do so speak, you know, then, and I said, I agree. I'm dumb in the scope of God. Yeah, um, we could never fully grasp him, but if you're listening to us, at least I know you're getting sound teaching. I thought you uh, got the joke the first time. My bad. And if we're going to be here explaining jokes all day, uh, then uh, this is going to be a long day. <laughs> and then he resulted to name calling. Oh boy! And it just went downhill from there. I mean, it, it just got kind of ugly from there, and. I, you know, and I sat there and I and I thought about it. The more I thought about it, and this gentleman, and you know what, I, you pray for him. You hope that yes ends well. And I promise you, he's not wasting his time on us because they are the ones that are going to listen to the false teachers that are going to affirm sin and you know that God is love. Absolutely, there if, is. If there he's is ever, no, if he's ever actually listened to a full episode of us before, he'll never do it again. So, oh, I promise you that. If he's ever listened the first time. Yeah, I said if, because I sometimes think people are just trolls on the internet, and he was trolling you, looking for something to do that, so he made a comment on the name of the podcast and the fact that you're a co-host and said, oh, so you, you speak on that podcast. You said, yeah, so the dumb do speak. <laughs> well, you know, the Bible says that, that the things of God are foolishness to them that are perishing. It also says that God makes the wise things of the earth foolishness, and he makes the foolish things of Christ, for those who believe, it's wisdom. So, you know, we, we, live, we live in this in this dichotomy of people who will take the word of someone because they have 
X amount of college degrees, X amount of credentials, okay? We live in a credentialist society, a society of so-called experts. We're all going to stand before Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, on the judgment day. None of that matters. What, what I've accomplished here on earth in this flesh means nothing. And I want to say this. This morning, before before going to church, I, I had YouTube on, and I, I have a lot of subscriptions on YouTube that I watch, and I, there's some things I've been checking out recently for, I'm going to do another bonus episode on Roy Recommends. I've got some more channels and some more podcasts that I've I've just been reviewing to see if they're worthwhile, worth 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 our listeners' times, time, you know, in the car or whatever, if they've got the time for it. And, Chaylin, when we understand the text, the YouTube channel, his most recent video is a is is a clip of Alistair Begg. Oh, that is the greatest clip ever. Yeah, well, and you know what? Right before I came downstairs to set up the, the studio so that we could re- record and plug in my computer, I was as soon as that video ended, it linked me to the the full message. But I put that aside, and Sandy was getting ready this morning doing her hair. She had a blow dryer on, so she didn't hear it. And I said, when we get back from church, remind me, I want to, I want to show you this little video. It's one of the best two-minute things I've ever seen. So a little while ago, probably around as we speak, probably about two hours ago, I played that video for her, and she began to grin. And I said, I looked at her and said, am I, am I right in saying that's one of the best two minutes of sermon clip you ever heard? She's like, yeah, it's great. And so it, it, it linked us to the sermon. Well, we watched the sermon. I didn't get to finish it. I have about 15 minutes left. I had to come down here and get stuff set up for us. But she was still watching it. It's just, it's the, the sermon itself is is centered on the cross. But you know what I'm talking about, right? How, it's, how did you get here? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And the I, angel says, what do you mean? And he gets, well, I got it as a supervisor. The supervisor asks yeah, him, gotta, do you understand look, I, justification I, I, by faith? He says, I've never I, heard of it. Gotta, <laughs> I just got to ask you a few questions. Yeah. You're clear on the doctor, the, the doctrine of justification by faith. Never heard of it. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. You're, well, let's talk about the doctrine of scripture. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. How are you here? The guy on the middle cross that I could come. Yeah. And it, but the main thing is, and if you catch the first of it is the most beautiful part. Mm-hmm. And you and I have dealt with this and dealt with this and dealt with this. Are your pronouns personal pronouns when you're talking about your salvation? No, they I, should not be. Or are they third person him? Yeah. And that's what that's what that Begg lays out. And I gotta say I gotta say, Jalen, uh, Alistair Begg is just he's just one of those guys. You've got to you've got to sit down occasionally and just listen to a sermon by him because He's one of those guys God is used to say profound things with a smile on his face. Look, I like the ones that... Uh, he's the only time I ever wish I... What is he, Irish? He, he's Scottish. Irish. He's Scott. Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. I said Irish. Sorry, my bad. You know, he made that list of people that that guy didn't like, too. Oh, did he? True story. That's a shame. I, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, I, I've mentioned Alistair Begg before, and I don't know if you've ever, uh, if you've ever even listen to him that much except clips that i've showed you on youtube but i said um you should subscribe to his podcast she doesn't have a lot of time for podcasting and i know that she doesn't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts but there's only a couple that she's even subscribed to um and even those she doesn't get to listen to that often and and so 
she's always woefully behind on things, but I listen to enough podcasts for all of us, but I, I guarantee you. <laughs> currently subscribed to 96, Jalen. 96 oh different podcasts. Oh, my word. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I have a problem. Dude, not all of oh, them... Not all of them, obviously. Probably... They're not a daily listen. They're not a daily listen. But, I mean, I have 96 subscriptions, so I can just keep up with stuff. Yeah. So I am subscribed <laughs> to... That's my yeah. best Tim Allen I got. Uh, <laughs> Iron Sharpens Iron by Chris Arnson. Yeah. Um, the MacArthur Center. That's yeah. the one they kind of interview him, so you get to little know about him. Steadfast Hope. That is... Um, uh, one Passion Ministries, Steve Lawson. Okay. Uh, then this one that I would not recommend to anybody. It's terrible. The dumb will speak. Um, <laughs> Wretched Radio. Yeah. And then you get into some ones that were like one-off teaching. Because here's the canonization of the New Testament. That's a sem- yes, yes, I listen to seminars. That's a seminar by um, D.A. Karsh. No, no, no. That's Michael Great J. Kruger. Yep. Uh, the Orange of the New Testament canon, yep. uh, Michael J. Kruger. Yeah. Of course, James White. Then you get into Sermon Audio. There's a few more. Yeah. Uh, there's Lawson, and I've got Expositor by Lawson. That's like two or three minutes is all it is. Episodes. Grace Pulpit, uh, which is um, the various people Mike Riccardi, that, yeah, yeah. which is one of my favorites, and Bill Johnson. Yeah. Then McCar- Then Grace to You Radio, which I need to unsubscribe because I listen to that on the app. The yeah. Briefing, and then Renewing Your Mind. Uh, with R.C. Sproul, and yep. then probably my favorite that I've listened to, and, and I'll be clear, I don't agree with him on everything. You and I have talked about this, um, but we listened to Wayne Grudem teach through his systematic theology. I don't agree with Wayne Grudem when it comes into the spiritual gifts, Yeah, but you probably said the best point to me that I've ever heard. When it comes to his doctrine of the infallibility of Scripture or the inerrancy of Scripture, yeah, You're, he he is second to none. He can lay it out really I mean, well, and he's also really good on believers' baptism. Yes, you know, yes, he's, he's got a lot of things. That yeah. he's, you know, his doctrine on angels and demons was good, very good. The only thing about his angels and demons, he gets a little too um, feel. Does that make sense? Feel oriented, you know. Right. The other one, you know. You and if you remember, well, now that I'm saying that, I'm opening it up. But you remember his uh, first two hours were the canon of the scripture, the Old New Testament. He knocked that out of the ball. Yeah, yeah. And then he went through four hours of the inerrancy of scripture. Four hours. And listen, no, he went through more than that. Listen, I'm he, sorry. He is also a an ethicist. You know, yes. a Christian ethicist and moral philosopher. And his book on his books on ethics are important. Um, so, you know, when he talks about what the Christian life is and, and also what, a what, a how we are to live and what the doctrines are of, 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 um, cause there are, he actually explains that there are actual doctrines of sanctification. You know, it's not just a thought. It's not just a process. This is what is, should be happening if you are being sanctified into holy living. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's like a lot of people I know that I personally know as well as people that I respect in some levels like like John Piper as well and in fact Piper and he have written books together um that I don't agree with them on every little thing but I can still learn from them and 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 I I call them brothers you know and and Absolutely. and I can learn a lot from them um you've a lot of the people you named I'm I'm also subscribed subscribed to so we have a lot of overlap there were a few you named that I'm not subscribed to um uh but but that's fine um 
we are not um, we are not clones. We you and I don't have to have the exact same things on our playlist in order to be in sync. Uh, in fact, I think it's great that you and I don't always listen to the same stuff because that way we can talk about little things that we heard and and, and the other one goes, "Well, I didn't. I, I've never heard that." You're like, "Yeah, I heard it on such and such," you know. So that's great. Um, you know, the, the the thing I want to stress here is that we we brought up this Twitter conversation, this this little this little spat that this man had apparently with you to talk about things that are some symptomatic and symbolic of of what has happened in Christianity today, and we've talked about this a hundred times, but it's this idea of of affirming which is now a common word okay this idea of affirming i hate that word now and it it shouldn't have to hate a word you shouldn't have to hate a word but it's being so co-opted by the woke left and unfortunately and i know i bring this up a lot but that's what this guy talks about more than anything is is uh, john cooper on his on his channel cooper stuff He's constantly going about, on about this, and and they're always people are always picking on him, honestly, and waging war with him. And it's okay; he's got big shoulders. He don't care to he don't care to take it on. Uh, I wouldn't want to fight him in an alley. I can tell you that Cooper's jacked. But anyway, um, he's the lead singer of Skillet. If you don't know who I'm talking about, uh, for those who are yeah. listening. Although I did mention him on Roy Recommends Volume One. Um, Cooper's constantly talking about this. We had two episodes last year about this, but wokeism has no place, none, none in the kingdom of God. No place. If God is not a respecter of persons, we shouldn't be either. In fact, we are commanded not to give privilege to this or privilege to that, right? And that includes don't cast castigate uh, an entire sector of your congregation and, and belittling them because you claim they have privileges that you know nothing about their lives. You don't know who grew up poor and who didn't. You don't know who grew up disadvantaged and underprivileged. You absolutely don't know that. So the color of the skin is not the basis for anything. It doesn't create more sin. It doesn't create more virtue. It doesn't create more vice. It doesn't create more love. It doesn't make you better or worse than anyone else, folks. Period. It has no place in the church. And affirming sin is is abominable to God. Look, we're told that the scripture, and, and in these cases when we're told this by Paul, he's talking about the Old Testament scriptures. We're told that they are examples for us and they are to teach us. What is something we should learn from the ancient Jews? What is something we should learn from the ancient children of Israel? For one thing, every time they allowed sin to creep in and they allowed idolatry to take over, and they affirmed those things, again, that word, they affirmed those things, and they ignored the things of Yahweh, things of God, the Holy God. It brought judgment upon them. It brought judgment on their families. It brought, brought judgment on their bodies. It brought judgment on their nation, their entire civilization, their economy, everything about it. We are there today in the United States of America, in oh, the yeah. evangelical church. And we are accepting and accepting and accepting and we need to be excluding. Uh, for all this look, for all this talk that's been going on since the 90s, and I've grown up in all this, of inclusion, inclusion, inclusion. We need to be more inclusive as the church. We need to be more 
loving and kind and reach out and and, and, and broad, bring them in, have a broad net and bring them in. Uh, no, there's a narrow way, right? Because oh, the Bible yes, tells absolutely. us there's, there's a broad path. Verse 13. There's a broad gate, broad path, and it leads to what? Destruction. Destruction hey, of everything. what's that gate look like? Oh, it's, it's, it's wide. It's big. It's beautiful. It'll let everybody but, in. But it... But it also has the curb appeal of religion. Makes you think you're doing the right thing. Yes. But you're doing the wrong thing. Goes and back it to makes the, you think you're on the right path. Goes back to the you're on Al- the wrong path. Goes back to the Alistair Begg illustration. If you're saying yes. anything about I, he said, if you say, Well I, well, I believed. I confess. I I I, I confirm. Mm, no. How about Jesus brought me in? That's why I'm here. And if it's anything Amen. other than that, it's a problem. And and I got to say something. One last thing about this topic is that if you find yourself getting angry and you're getting hateful and rude and calling other people names, you need to check your own heart because you obviously have a problem, a problem with authority, whether it's the authority of Scripture. The authority of God, the authority of the man of, oops, almost said man of God, the mog. But seriously, those that he has put in authority over you as the elders in your church, those that he has called you to account to so that you can make sure your life is in line, right? That you're being disciplined. If you lack self-control, okay, if you lack self-control, um, you have a problem. Whether it's on personal sins and vices or it's on these issues of you can't have a you can't have a civil discourse with the, with the brother in Christ there's a problem and I'll, I'll tell you something um, I watched an episode of uh, dividing line on YouTube and I had to watch it because it, it wasn't in the feed of the podcast and I don't I don't know why and James white is on there talking about things and I was just like he just looked really tired through the whole episode and it was a it was a probably an hour and 20 hour and 30 minutes and it was it was sad really i felt really sad for him i actually prayed for him at the end of the at the end of the uh at the end of the episode and and in fact he actually encouraged people to pray for him for the ministry and also for the people that he was having trouble with because they're doing he's getting they were doing the same thing to him that you know this guy was doing to these people and that you intervened and then he turned on you as well um it's like and he said, you know, we need to learn to agree on the things we agree on and learn that if the other things are secondary, that we don't make a big deal out of it. He said, the problem is everybody's wanting to make a big deal out of everything. And that's the problem. That's when you can't you can't have unity at all because you're arguing over things that aren't as important as you're making them out to be. He's having problems with people that would have affirmed everything he believes Less than five years ago. It's only in the last two or three years what? that this this big divergence has occurred. Uh, it's all over Aquinas, too. Every single bit of it's over Thomas Aquinas, from what, what, I've, what I've listened to. Why do you well, elevate a theologian that's been dead since, what, the 1200s? Why do you elevate one man and his systematic theology above everything that was before and everything that came after? I, I don't... You know... I wouldn't put if I was looking at systematic theology, he wouldn't be in my top ten. He wouldn't be in my but top hundred. Still, <laughs> huh? He wouldn't be in my one hundred probably. No, but am I going to throw it out? No, 
but I, I'll look at it, you know. Look, I, I love Francis Turton, but there's a lot that I don't agree with, you know. Yeah. Uh, I love John Frame. Once again, John Frame's not probably going to be in my top ten. I like John Frame, you know. Yeah. But then again, I may put Wayne Grudem in a top 20, and everybody's like, I can't even believe you'd even mention him. Um, I like Millard Erickson. Once again, I'm not going to agree with everything on Millard Erickson. But you read them and you sift through them. Now, I'm going to have more to disagree. Well, Acquaintance was really good on some things, but he was really bad on some things. Well, just because he got the doctrine of the Trinity right, he he also believed in the in 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 many of the things that we would not affirm at all. The problem is is he's being he's being picture framed today as if he is the precursor to the um, to the uh, Reformation. He's not. He was a he was a medieval scholastic um, Roman Catholic scholar, and he would have affirmed that he's a Roman Catholic. He was a papist among papists. He is considered the doctor yeah. of the church. He's Doctor Thomas. Aquinas. He's St. Thomas Aquinas. He's all those things. You can't separate that. You really can't divorce that from his writings and say, well, he was so good on the Trinity. <laughs> so you've got no, to... you can't divorce that. No, you can't divorce it. Because I wouldn't agree with him on probably 85 or 90% of his, of his theology. So why are you dismissing, now dis, dismissing and calling people like James White and others a disgrace because they won't affirm Thomas. And always, they all want to bring up R.C. Sproul, who, who isn't alive today to even be involved in this argument, and say, well, but Sproul really admired Thomas. Yeah, he did. So what? So what? Well, and, and you were, funny you should mention that. You were talking about, you know, getting along and, you know, but getting along for the right reasons. Right. Look at R.C. Sproul. And yeah. John MacArthur, for sure. how many years did them two get along? And they had, you know, when it comes to pedo baptism versus credo baptism, they were miles and miles apart. And um, they still got along. Speaking of which, let me side rail. Did you hear the cross policy? I was, gonna, I was just, just getting ready to bring this up because this happened to be the episode that I was watching. It wasn't even about Thomas. It was about cross politic because back background, cross politic was a podcast I was thinking about recommending. <laughs> And now, uh, but anyway, no, there's there's good and bad. I there. don't know the, where they were going. Just as an example of of how Presbyterians would do an apologetic style uh, podcast slash radio program, cross politic is it's all about how they they view they are post millennial, they are post millennial reformed Presbyterians. Uh, they are part of. Uh, they're heavily. They are associated. All the all the hosts are associated with uh, Doug Wilson out of uh, Moscow, Idaho. Moscow. Yeah, Moscow, Idaho. And so, you know, there's going to be things I'm not going to agree with. Chocolate Knox always bringing up uh, baptize your babies. I've I've heard them on other people's uh, podcasts, including being on uh, Dividing Line. And I've I've listened to episodes where James White and other people that I admire were on there debating with them or talking with them and agreeing with them on some things and disagreeing on others. Um, but yeah, I know what you're getting at, right? Tell everybody what they said, because this is ridiculous. Okay, this is a very loose paraphrase. Basically, that the one of the main... I don't remember if they used cause or... Yeah, pretty much cause. It was a cause. One of the main causes 
of transgenderism (laughs) is credo baptism because you are identifying with Christ. Right. By you can change your identity. It's the individual's choice as opposed to pedo baptism, which is covenant baptism, which says we baptize you into the fellowship. You still have to come to it. Now, Presbyterians are not, they are not Catholics or, or Orthodox. They don't believe that you're converted by that baptism. I want to be clear on that. But they do think it's making you 90% more likely to be amongst the chosen if you are baptized as a baby. Where uh, did they get those statistics? I don't know. And by the way, I, I just randomly said they believe 90%. I know, but you but, know, but, but I have heard I have heard some really lo- large numbers saying that. Well, we know that these people, and they're now uh, fully committed to Christ, and they were baptized as babies. Therefore, that means there's something about baby baptism. And I would just say, show me in the Scripture where it ever occurred. Yeah. Show me in the yeah, first hundred, hundred fifty years, two hundred years of of documentation of, of church history where you can confirm to me that it was done widespread. And not just by small groups of occasional people, because we all have exact. We can all find examples of things that were done in the past. That doesn't mean that they were orthodox then. And just because it became the orthodoxy of the church, i.e., over time, by amongst the, like what the fourth, fifth century, it was it was expected. Okay, but what are you moving into there? Post-Roman medieval church the the roman empire is dying off and it's being replaced by an institutionalized state church who which keeps tries to keep the roman empire together through this one faith this one creed and how do they do that through infant baptism so and the and the bishop of rome seeks to elevate himself he doesn't get there right away takes several hundred years to get to that point where he becomes quote you know the vicar of christ and the, the 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 apostle successor of Peter, but he keeps making those claims. Different ones keep making that claim over time and eventually becomes orthodoxy. I don't accept that. And I don't accept anything about causes of transgenderism being related to your baptism or your lack thereof. And and I will say what James White said is, is beautiful. He said, what about China? Do you blame commun- the communist revolution in China on the church? Do you blame everything that goes bad in the world on the church or certain members of the church and their lack of commitment to certain doctrines that you affirm or don't affirm? You wouldn't do that, would you? Because that's what you're saying about America and about this rampant degradation of the, the order of creation in, into this mo- uh, just idiocy. That's what it is. Idiocy an outright rejection of reality that is transgenderism. And and he's right. Which Christian in their I right mind would actually claim that? Well, apparently some people claimed it. I, I got, they had a guest on the show, and it wasn't during the, the actual what you and I would be able to download on our podcast apps and listen to. It wasn't on the actual episode, but they do an after show. You're talking about cross-politics guests? Yeah. They do an after Jared Longshore. They do an that was his guest? Yeah, you know who Jared Longshore is, don't you? you no, know, I didn't recognize the name when James White said it. He is uh he was Tom Haskell's Tom Haskell's right hand man on the sword and the trowel and he left and he left and said he no longer affirms 
credo baptism. He's now pedo baptist and left uh, Founders Ministry and went to Moscow to sit under Doug Wilson and all and all that. Join that thing. That's Jared Longshore. I didn't realize that. I knew I knew that one of the guys had left and he had left for that reason and he had written a lengthy article saying what he did and why he did it. About yeah, what, that's two, him. About two years ago, I think. Yeah, probably. That's okay. Him. No, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Well, they had him on their program, and apparently, at the end of it, you know, they leave the recording on. It's for uh, basically paying customers. You know, guys like us, we're not smart enough to make money off this thing. We just <laughs> we don't get any help for paying the bills on 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 doing this podcast. We just do it for free. But some people that are wise, they make a mint. They and make you a. You're welcome, folks. Yeah, you're welcome. You don't. We don't charge you nothing. That one was free as well. Um, is you know they have a members only site, you know, and it was in the members only content that that occurred. It was the after show, as they say, and um, apparently some of the guys on the panel were like, "Yeah, I think you're right," and agreeing and giving examples of why they think that. And that was what really I think was hurtful to uh, to me as someone who has actually enjoyed listening to them at times. Because I have. And they're not one of my regular subscriptions, by the way. I'm no longer subscribed to them. I was in the past, a few years ago. But they were one of my callings, they were one of the people I got rid of. Which is why I didn't mention them in my previous Roy Recommends. Because I haven't listened to them in so long, I can't remember if I'd really say I recommend them. So at this point, I was dumbfounded by that when he was telling that. And I was like, no, that does, that's weird. And so he... T- well, now he- they are officially done with Roy Recommends. Yeah, they won't be on the next edition of Roy Recommends, which I had not resubscribed and tried to listen to a few episodes, but but it was in my plans before I release another bonus was to just give them a listen and say, do I recommend this or not? Because I try to recommend things that I think would actually be something that people that listen to us would actually also enjoy, you know? I'm not putting us in their category, by the way, because some of the people I've recommended, they're way beyond anything you and I will ever do. I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, and I'm not putting you down, but you're associated with me, and I did name the podcast The Dumb Will Speak for a reason. I am kind of dumb, and I'm not good with my words, but... but uh, right there with you. Yeah, but I'm trying, you know. Well, yeah, and your, your Twitter friend obviously thinks that. <laughs> by the way, um, you were there a couple weeks ago. Um when I preach, I don't think I understood or answered the mystery to women. Do you? <laughs> no. I don't know if you caught that line. I did. I did catch that. I laughed actually. Oh me, yeah. You know they don't need a history lesson. We need to keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, when I give a whole, whole forty-five minute history lesson, yeah, history lesson, so that you could have the next week to actually talk about the, the scripture. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Here, you need to understand what they're talking about before I give you the scripture. But it was good I'm what you glad. did. It was good what you did. There was a, there was a couple things you talked about that I was like, oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you know, the one that makes me was um, I'd never thought about it right before that. It talks about the uh, Cyrus the Persian when it talks about pass- I'd never thought about the passing. You know, when it talks about passing over the kings and queen or the kings passing and. I never thought because he's seated on the throne. I didn't think about that. I'm like, well, duh. When it, when you read it and hear a couple commentators, ah, <laughs> that was Motier, I think. I had to think. I thought I was looking for it, but I don't. I look for right I think that was Motier that came up with that. Or it was a guy from Armenia, which I like the guy from Armenia as well. Man, I got to say, um, the 
maybe on a Roy recommends one of these days, I will actually recommend some uh, inter- interesting books. You know, Mo- Motier is one of those people that I would recommend. Taking Christianity. Sorry, did I say something out loud? <laughs> yes, you did. I would recommend Motier, but how do it's I put this? Very dry. Very yeah. dry. No. It's not you get done reading and you're like, Wow, that was an awesome book. It's, it is a pure study book. Yeah, I was going to say, it it's a, not for the average reader. It is not, it, it is a, it's an educational book is what it is. It really is. That's academic. I mean, that's really the only way to look at it. It is not for the everyday reader. And I do see that book sometimes in bookstores. And I'm surprised that it has become popular enough to, to have that paperback edition out. And, and I think it's Edmonds, and, and they keep it on the shelves um, in places that you wouldn't expect to see it because it is definitely an academic book. It's not a popular commentary. It's not a uh, your best life now type book. This is this is a deep dive on Isaiah that he spent decades working on, by the way. Did you just give Joe Olstein a plug? <laughs> yeah. No, a diss. That was a diss, man. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Sorry. throw down out there. Uh, I said, it's not your best life now. It's not popular, in other words. It's not going to be those popular books. Uh, what I'm pointing out is that popular books don't necessarily mean good books. Oh, a good book to read, though, is not popular. I got it at the Truth Matters Conference. Uh, Wolf that? Christianity by Owen Strachan. Oh, no. yeah. Yes, Owen Strachan. Yeah. I'd always get the two messed up on their last name. They're pretty much spelled the same. There's the one guy that's the apostate. This one's not. Yes. No, this one is the guy that is uh, the, what is it? Storefront Grace uh, Bible Theological Seminary. Storefront Seminarian. <laughs> Better known as Strip Mall Seminary. That's right. That's right. Well, I actually have shirts. I, I kind of want one. I know. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you can't so. see me, but I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing a uh, a shirt. I don't know if you have this or not. That would also not be right in the woke eyes today. It's Every Soul Matters. And this is before the whole 2020 thing, Every Life Matters. This T-shirt, I guess I got in 2018 or 19 because our dear departed friend David David Phillips, oh yeah, bought one for himself and bought one for me when he was on a trip. Uh, he was at yeah, a he was I, at a Bible convention and he brought this back for me. Thought of that name forever. No, I've actually got a CrossFit T-shirt on. <laughs> yes, you so, do. Yes, you do. That's our Murph memorial that we did. But honestly, if you read those Roman numerals, that's Guy Murphy that died. That uh-huh. We do a workout every year, Memorial Day. Uh, those are the wrong Roman numerals. It gives the wrong date. Apparently, whoever did Roman numerals didn't know how to do it. When I first looked at it, I'm like, it's uh, a wrong date. Really? Yeah, it's a wrong. We didn't tell the lady that did them. We're like, oh, it's a great shirt. We didn't tell her. That's like, you're always, that's like you're always picking on me about my ink on my arm. You're like, how do you know they, they spelled it right? Because it's Hebrew characters. And I said, because I, I looked no, it up before I let them do it. But there was a backstory before that because I actually had you going. I'm like, the breath mark's in the wrong place. Yeah. I was like, what? And then there was like this long pause where you had to think about it and double check it when you take it. I'm like, there was a long pause. You checked it, didn't you? I was like, oh, I was joking. I totally made that up. <laughs> Trying to get me. You, hey, it, 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 it is a Semitic language and it does. it is a little different, no doubt. But there was this great big long pause. I'm like, oh, he's looking it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had, I honestly had gone online and looked at the characters to make sure they matched the tattoo. You uh, didn't look at Brett Mark <laughs> thing and make sure it was right. And I was like, yeah, this is 
This is uh, this is Yeshua. <laughs> it's just funny the way I just I knew, you know I don't even know. I, I have, just, I I have Jesus in my out. arm, and I have Jesus. I have Jesus in my heart, and I have Jesus on my <laughs> arm. On my arm, literally on my arm. <laughs> on my arm. Oh, yeah, Roy, why don't you take us home? I think we've rambled enough for people today. That's right. Hey, listen, folks. Visit us online at www.dumbspeak.com, and for no other reason than you're not going to find anything different than what you hear on here. But pretty soon we'll be having some video content. But more importantly, we have the web. We have the web mail. The email address, please go there and leave us your comments, suggestions, um, reviews, uh, even if you just got something you want to suggest for a future episode. Not that we're running out of ideas, but it would never hurt to hear your side of it. Send us that at comments at dumbspeak.com. That's comments, plural, at dumbspeak.com. We we hope that you will do that. We definitely enjoy getting feedback. And um, to the people that are spying on us in China, because... According to our statistics, we still have a listener in China. I don't know how that's possible. So it's got to be the overlords at the CPP. Mm. When they take over the United States, which will be soon, they'll, they'll they'll hunt us down and kill us. So you know, or put us in an internment camp, reeducate us. It's probably a guy on the dark web that's rerouting his IP address. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but anyway, until next time, um, grace and peace from Christ. We love you. We're praying for you, and we hope that you will always keep us in your prayers and thoughts. As we move forward in this ministry, uh, as soon as possible, we will get back to soteriology. Uh, and Pastor Gabe's coming back home for part two too. We need to. I need to get a hold of that. Is true, and I, and I want to thank him for 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 doing that last month. Um, we didn't post until July twenty second for a very reason is he didn't know us, and we wanted him. Uh, basically, I told him before we record, look. We're not going to do anything that you're not going to get a chance to review first. So we waited to get his approval. Just a little behind the curtains. You know, we, we, actually, wanted him, we actually we wanted him to know we didn't edit anything out. Right. It was word for word. I mean, it started, we pushed record and you started speaking. And the first word you speak on that podcast, which I've listened to, is is also what the video will be. It's up there until the end of it. It's just, everything is the same. And it's because we don't, we don't edit interviews. When we have interviews, we leave it as is, on purpose. Uh, never want to be accused of trying to manipulate people. Too much of that goes on on the internet. Too much of that goes on in the media, and we just don't do that. And we, we're uh, we're looking forward to having him back on. And again, we've got some other guests that are coming in down the pipeline soon. We will get back to soteriology. I, I promise. Eventually, <laughs> at some point, I'm gonna have to repost that episode so people can see it in the updated feed when we finally do get around to it, so that they'll know that we defined the term and now we're gonna talk about it because we actually did that back in I think in March or April. It was a long time ago. We have not kept our promise on soteriology so we've got to get going on that uh look for something soon on justification i think that's where we're going to start till next time chayla god bless and everybody thank you for listening thank you